to episode three. This is with Georgia Rose from season one of the Low Deck Sailing Yacht. Please give us a good rating. You can watch the full video version on YouTube. Thanks. Welcome, everybody. This is Pop Off with James. This is season two, episode three. And I have Georgia from season one of Sailing Yacht. How are you, Georgia? I am fabulous. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for doing my podcast. Um, yeah, I'm excited to do it. Yeah. I've been seeing everyone going through it. Can I say, it was so funny. Do you remember when you first reached out and you asked if I wanted to do it? And I was like, huh, I'd probably have to rewatch my whole season to remember what happened. And then you got CR on and I got the full recap. I was like, God, he really pulled out the stops. Now I know exactly what we're talking about. Oh, thank you for watching. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so I just want to begin. Um, how's life since the show? Like, how, what are you up to these days? You know, you're a singer. Yeah, I mean, if you have to start from the top, I think if you go from when the TV show first aired, that was just before COVID. And I remember I did the Andy Show and Andy Show and Andy Cohen show with Parker. Then Andy got COVID. And then we thought I had COVID. And then we had to go into like a lockdown in LA. We had to fly back to South Africa before all the borders closed. You know, when it was like really, really terrifying, that beginning lockdown bit. So then we were pretty much in lockdown, like serious lockdown in South Africa for like the entire time the show aired and then for two years, I think. And that was tricky because we the TV show tried to get me on for two seasons after the first one. And every single time it came to the time of the year for filming, South Africa would be put back on the no-fly list like for all the countries, all the ones they were filming in at least. So we had two years of bad luck there. So then I was just sitting around, you know, in my apartment for two years. And then as soon as the entertainment industry opened up a little bit here, got really, really into the jazz singing scene. So I was getting some nice gigs around here and I was quite happy to be on land for a bit. But um, yeah, everything's gone back to normal now. And I decided I'd take a break from the singing and I wanted to go back on the yachts. So I've just, just been on a boat for a few months now. I'm back recording some new songs of mine here in Cape Town for a bit. And then I'm going to jump back over to the States to get on another boat in the next few weeks, I think, because I think season's starting now. Yeah. So that's uh, it. <laughs> that's amazing. So you were supposed to go back for season two and three? Yeah. So, we, yeah, both times it was just like it just became a logistical nightmare you know when they get to the point when you have to do like background security checks and everything went through all the hoops two more years and then it just became such a headache they just left it and I almost feel like now I think every sub-season like men Caribbean and everyone you get your regulars you know and I think now they've got such a solid set of like return um, cast members on sailing I don't know if we'd even try it again because they have such a great, like the Daisy, Gary, and Colin Trio is so solid, you know. Every yeah. season has, like, you've got Kay Chastain on the other ones, you've got Captain B. So they've settled in nicely. So I don't know if we'll do the season. Maybe if someone got fired really last minute, maybe just someone. But otherwise, I don't know. Yeah, I, I see that all the time. Like, I didn't know that Paget was supposed to fill in for Gary. So that... There's a lot of like oldie people that are on the sidelines that are waiting to fill in for people if they get fired. So I think that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, they'll have those guys that they know what they're getting if they bring them in. But I think they kind of just keep, stay as a sub after a while. <laughs> Otherwise they're trying to get some fresh faces and some new drama, you know. 
Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so lately you've just been like juggling, doing uh, yachting and your music career. Yeah, it's been a big music focus for now. Just from the just from the jazz circuit, it was so nice doing all the weddings and all the clubs opening again. It was really nice to get back out there. But I mean, I also still really love the yachting, and you know, I want to get back out into the industry. It's been so long since I've been on land, and it actually just gets a bit weird. So I'm hoping to get back out in another boat soon. So when you're on a boat and they hear that you're a singer, do they like, oh yeah, George is going to sing for for the night tonight? Like, do they make you the entertainment? They actually do. And I thought that was just a below deck thing. (laughs) But they actually do do it a lot. I mean, everyone will come back from a night out and then everyone's asking you about the guitar and can you do Hotel California? And, you know, it just... It becomes a bit of a thing. I pretended to like lock my guitar in the lads a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but I mean, it's nice. It's nice to give them like a value add or whatever. But yeah, but obviously on the TV show, you can't play real songs. You can only play originals mm-hmm. because of the whole copyright thing. So at least now on normal yachts, you can just play whatever they feel. Yeah. And what's your favorite song to pull out of your hat to sing? Um, I do an acoustic version of I Will Survive. (laughs) (laughs) It's the absolute best because no one sees it coming. And I also do like a lot of Drake and TI and stuff. I really like like, turning something into acoustic that wasn't supposed to be acoustic. But yeah. Yeah. It's like, and you know what killed me on the TV shows? Obviously, you really have to dig deep to come up with your own music to fill like hours and hours of playing for guests. But every single time, they always overdubbed my one song over every time I'd be playing a guitar. And I was like pulling songs out that I'd written like five years before. They always just use that one clip. And it kills me because there were so many people that were just ripping me to pieces. Like she only plays one song. Oh my goodness, she doesn't know anything else. I'm like, there's rules, there's copyrights, you know, they just dubbed it. And it was such a headache. But yeah, yeah. I hardly play that song anymore. <laughs> they really did <laughs> Even I was a bit sick of it after all the shows. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, that they did that, that they dubbed you like that? I don't know. I think they were hoping the song was going to, well, the song did catch on. They had a couple of people like singing along to it and stuff on like the podcasts and shows and stuff. But yeah, they could have thrown one or two other ones in there. Uh-huh. Did you um, get any like fame or uh, recognition more in your, in your music kind of life from the show? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, so, so the way I heard about the TV, so I didn't really know I was applying for Below Deck when I applied. It was, they had quite a vague posting about the job. It's like something, they were posting it in like a model, modeling and acting casting group on Facebook. And then I didn't really read it properly because I was just sending CVs out. And then, you know, it was something you have to have your SDCW course and there's money is great and you just need to know your way around the boat. They started going through this very intense, like, screening an interview process. Then I researched it and I realized it was the TV show. Why am I telling you this now? I've gotten off track. What, what was uh, the question? Something about, oh, uh, your m- more success in your music career. Oh, right. Show. Yeah, so when I realized it was the TV show, it wasn't airing in South Africa at the time. You can hardly see any episodes really. You really have to like illegally stream a lot of it. But I checked it out and I saw everyone got a lot of like really good exposure from it. So I was like, it definitely can't hurt to go on it. I don't think I'm going to fuck up. Can I swear on this? 
Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't think I'm going to fuck up on TV. Like, I think it's going to be fine and it'll be good exposure anyways. And it's been great having so many, more, like the songs, all my releases and all my everything obviously reaches so many more people than it naturally would have. And also being blue tick verified, I cannot tell you the amount of like, you know how the algorithm goes that like you won't get DMs or people won't like read your stuff. But if you've got a blue tick, you go into like a special priority inbox. Yeah. You know, and it, there's like this whole way that you literally just get put to the top of the pile for like anything. The verification thing is probably like the wildest, like, I don't know, leg up I've gotten. It's madness. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. so cool. I never thought about it like that. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, they make you jump through a million hoops to get it. You have to like submit articles and this and that. And you have to apply for the blue tick. So once yeah. I figured it out with the PRT team, everyone was running around like, how on earth do you do this? This is so complicated. But it's worth it once you've got it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm kind of guilty. I, I tried to apply for it before too, but um, mm. I, I never ever thought I would get it because like I'm not associated with Below Deck at all. So I think there's like trademark mm. issues there, but you know. Yeah. Um, did you read the uh, questions that I sent you? Did you dislike any of them? I did. I did, yeah. Um, I don't know. We can go for all of them. They're all fine. I mean, they're okay. kind of the obvious ones you, and kind of knew were coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, do you think that you were accurately portrayed in the show? or? I think everything was taken very out of context in general. I mean, what sucks is obviously you have to condense six weeks of 24-7 filming. So I understand that you can't put in all like the fluffy stuff. But we had so many like great, fun, positive moments or like hilarious things that never got like put in because obviously we want to get the more like controversial stuff in. Yeah. But there were so many great like, I don't know, jokes that we had and pranks we were all playing on each other, like the fun side that I really would have loved to be in there. But also, I mean, obviously we'll get to the whole Paget Ciara thing, but like the way that we always used to joke around Paget and I, like Ciara and I, like it was also the way I was joking around with everyone else. like. In the beginning of the filming, everyone thought that Park and I were gonna get married so I could get a green card with him and we had this whole like running thing. So, I mean, we were all like, we would always like have silly banter like that and always like play flirting and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, obviously, obviously they only really put in any inappropriate jokes featuring me and Padgett. <laughs> I mean, you know, I was yeah. like that with most people, but obviously it worked for the storyline. Yeah, they like kind of like highlighted that part for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit weird. Also, I find like there are so many moments when they like use like, you know, they'll just zoom in on your face and it looks like everyone's just staring at each other. <laughs> but like there's absolutely no way that, that we were looking at each other like that at that time. Like, you know, they've just taken like these awkward moments when I'm like, oh, they use this one thing when I was taking like some anti-nausea pills or something and I throw my head back. And then they used that to make it look like I was rolling my eyes at someone. And I was like, shit, like you're making me look like such a bitch over here. But I mean, you know, if it works, it works. But yeah. yeah, they're very good at that, that post-production stuff. <laughs> uh, what was your expectations going to the show? Like, so you wanted, definitely wanted to like put, highlight your music. Um, but is there any part of you that wants to be kind of like a celebrity like if you could do like Summer House or you could do some, uh, Big Brother or something like that. 
Yeah, I think it's always like in the back of your mind. It's like, imagine if they thought all of our jokes were so hilarious. We've got like a, you know, like some spin off or a crossover into something else. But I mean, I mean, I know how much like good stuff they had to work with if it was about making everybody like showing everyone's best moments. But it's not a highlight reel. It's like pretty much a low light reel. You try to get everyone, you know, their worst or like any like bad jokes or anything that's a little bit hit and miss, they'll put on instead. So I would love to do other shows, but also I think what I like the most about the Below Deck thing is that they're not just filming you to try and be controversial. They're filming you in the workplace, having workplace drama, and they're showing you actually doing your job. That's why so many people love it so much because you can, even if you don't work on the boats, you can relate because there's always one bitch at work that doesn't do anything. And then there's always this person that, you know, causes drama. So I like that. And I don't know if any other reality shows really have like such a topical, like niche like that. It's mostly just like puttering around and like partying and this and that. It's not as specific. So I kind of prefer Below Deck like that because you know what you're there to do. You're not trying to make something out of nothing. Yeah, like as somebody who came from the serving industry, I can relate to a lot of it, like the, you know, the nightmare guests and et cetera, right? Mm. So I think that's a huge, huge portion of it as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, some of it's not that relatable, but for the most part, we get it. Um, Would you do anything differently if you could go back and do it again? I mean, specifically not really like if we went back again i'd probably like make the same blunders eventually like no it's like you give them like you are yourself the whole time you forget the cameras are there at some point you get so used to it i mean you are gonna you are gonna say give them something to work with if they need to work with it so i mean specifically not so much but um you know it would have been great to not have the whole ciara pageant little thing happen but i mean fuck what can you what can you do? That's, that's, it is what it is. It is what happened. If it was a different group of people and I went on again, obviously one wouldn't get in this like a weird love triangle, ideally, but shit, you can't, <laughs> yeah, can't control it. It is what yeah. it is. Um, a lot of people who do Below Deck don't like answering this question, but if you don't want to, that's totally fine. But is there like any sort of pushing towards you guys to create like oh okay go talk to Paget right now because Sierra's looking or you know is there like much of that like I always think there is yeah I mean we're not yeah it's not that we don't want to it's really just not cool to talk about it but I mean there's definitely encouragement and like I think they'll definitely set you up in situations that wouldn't normally like occur like, they'll be like, maybe these two should get stuck on a beach together. Or maybe this should happen, you know. Like, I'm sure there's a little bit of puppeteering going on. But, I mean, officially, I have no idea. <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah. Who do you think is the, the hottest guy from your season? From my season? Yeah. Parker, oh, maybe? Hmm? Parker, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. It's very difficult. Now, I feel like we're all kind of bonded through like this like mutual trauma. Like we've all just kind of become like platonic. I don't know. I don't think I could find anyone attractive. I mean, hey, I think Glenn and I were joking about me marrying him for a a visa as well at some point. Maybe Glenn. I mean, Byron's a married man. You know, I would never steal a man from another woman. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> but no, I don't know. No one specifically. I mean, I've definitely, I've definitely thought some other people on other seasons were pretty good looking, but we had some really decent like friends amongst it all. Do you have a favorite captain from all the franchises? I mean, the Australian one's quite cute, but I haven't worked with him. No. But I definitely think he's a good-looking one, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But, I mean, I love working for Glenn. I mean, little-known fact, I actually went back to work on Parsifal after we finished filming. Really? Yeah. I worked with Glenn, Paget, Ciara on the boat, no cameras for a few months. I helped them finish season. And it was great working with all of them again. That's so interesting. Yeah, I thought we'd get there. If there wasn't any drama or anything, like when we all reunited, we were kind of just like, well, shit, that happened. That was really intense. But I mean, we were all pretty chilled because the way that we left things with Ciara, Pat and I, like I did pull her aside. I was like, listen, obviously it was never going to act on it, but you are definitely going to see what, we're, what they're pushing for here. And because Ciara and I got so close, like we bonded so much, you know, like, we really did get really tight. It's not really shown on the TV show, but I mean, I'd rather say it to her face to face because I knew what was going on. But when we went back, when I went back on the boat to work with them more, I mean, yeah, we hadn't seen how weird the edits were going to get, like how distorted and blown out of proportion it was going to be. So we really didn't have anything to have issues with at that point. <laughs> oh, so you went back before the season had aired. Yeah, I came back to SA for a little bit, and then they still, once they had the boat all fixed and back to normal again, they needed another stew, so then I said I would come back, and then Glenn sorted them out, and then I joined them for like two months. But it was like a month in between, maybe two months in between. Yeah. So it was more drama-filled when the cameras was, was there, you'd say? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean... I think most of the drama honestly happened once everyone started seeing the, the final edits of the episodes. That was when it turned to sheer chaos. People were like angrily DMing and video calling and it was just like absolute, it was hectic. That was probably the most drama-filled part of all of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can see that. How could you say that about me? Did you do this? And I'm just like, fuck, this is like, <laughs> that was where all the bitchiness was. If they had cameras or if they had some like phone trackers or something, they would have seen far better drama than what was actually on the boat. <laughs> really. Yeah. Um, so another kind of con con controversial, controversial question. Mm. What do you think about like all of the below deck people speaking up about being underpaid? Do you have an opinion on that or? Well, I mean, I do know, like, statistically, it is a, um, it's a cheaper thing for the network to film because, obviously, most of our money is paid by the charter guest tips. Yeah. So, obviously, they know that they can kind of get away with industry standard salaries for the cast. But I think the one thing that really probably sucks, which we do agree to in the clause, is when you have to do any post-production, like traveling and pick up interviews and all of that jazz like for me it takes like 24 hours to fly from South Africa to LA and then to do that like fly 24 hours do you pick up interviews then have to fly back again like that's wild jet lag it's a lot of like a lot of your week and then you have to like adjust and take time off from work here that whole thing like doing that once a month for how many months it is that I would have loved to get paid for 
like that was intense and that was just part of the contract you need to participate in those things i mean technically we kind of got paid what one would in the industry but knowing how successful the show is obviously it would have been nice to like negotiate salaries better but i think it's all the other stuff that really just irritates people <laughs> like did they pay for your flights and everything or oh absolutely there was no chance i was going to pay for that, that like that level of flights but um yeah, I mean, yeah, they pay for a bit, they pay for a bit, or they'll, like, if you have to, like, get reimbursed with this or that, and the next thing, maybe, if you have to go to the hotels there, but, yeah, they'll pretty much match expenses, I'd say, for that yeah. stuff, and the, the salaries and stuff get sorted while you're still on scene filming. Um, so, I kind of want to move on to Jenna. Mm. <laughs> um... <laughs> I, I like Jenna, like, for me, like, I don't really, I don't really read the press unless I'm, like, doing an interview and, like, trying to research, and I don't read my comments on my page because it keeps me sane, right? So, yeah. I just had my opinion of her, and I thought she, I thought she was great, but then when I was researching this interview, there was a lot of, apparently she got a lot of flack on social media, and on Reddit, one of the executive producers said that she didn't really do that well in the season because she was preoccupied with the chef. Do you have an opinion on why she wasn't kind of asked back or anything like that? Or I mean, obviously, I only have my experience of her on the show. Like, I don't know what kind of a chief stew she's been on other experiences. And I really, when we had our initial meeting and everything when she and me and Madison sat down she seemed like she definitely knew what was up and I was kind of like relieved I was like okay cool sounds like she's going to be really involved and take part in all of this but I mean yeah she definitely was preoccupied it was difficult to get her away like I don't know there were moments I remember when she said she wasn't happy with um how quickly we were doing the cabin like detailing like turndowns and stuff and then and then I remember asking her can you show us exactly at which speed she's like you like how quickly you can do this because I feel like it's a bit unrealistic just show us because maybe we're just taking too long on bits and pieces and she was just straight up like no <laughs> you know <laughs> like it's just I mean if I'm doing something wrong just show me how to do it right and it was just like no then obviously we've got so much like we've got so much of like so many little memes and things of me crying when she likes I don't know she was just she was being awful to me about something and then I go off and cry and she was like talking shit to Adam saying something like yeah, we're just going to break them down until they break and they leave or they quit or something. Like, she really put, she put in up her foot in it a lot. And then because there wasn't much presence on the floor, I mean, like, interaction with us, I mean, yeah, I didn't get much from her at all. I think when Ciara and I were working together on the boat afterwards, I think she probably taught me more than I got from Jenna. I'm hoping I can say this now that it's been years, but <laughs> I'll probably be blowback for it. But it's, yeah, we didn't get much from a, like, leadership-wise. Everyone, she was kind of just to herself, and Madison and I were just figuring it out over here. So was Sierra your chief stew when you went back? No, um, Sierra was, like, she was essentially second, and then she and I were, like, both seconds. Like, she and I were alternating between service and laundry and whatever, but, yeah, we had another chief stew in for, the, for those two months. Obviously, Jenna didn't stay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. 
Uh, now, have you talked to anybody since the show? Like stayed in touch with anyone? Uh, I think we tried a bit in the beginning, but then when everyone started like getting really fucked off about all the like and like all their final edits and stuff, yeah. I honestly just shut down completely. People were just getting so intense and like you know just awful about it. Obviously, everyone's self-conscious and you like the way you get attacked on social media sucks. But like people would just be freaking out all the time, and it just I started just pulling back a little bit. I didn't want to be part of it, and I couldn't stand like. I didn't want to get into like little bigger like Twitter wars and like how could you say this and that you know like anytime I've seen a false article or someone saying something about me that's not true I'm kind of just like sitting back because I don't want to get into this whole that whole thing so I pretty much just stopped talking to everyone because everyone was kind of trying to drag me into this she said she said this is what happened you know this you know so I don't know fizzled out obviously Paget and I spoke a bit when we were on the boat obviously and then I don't know, we'd like kind of chat, respond to memes and what what, but nothing. Now I don't really speak to anyone, actually. I speak to the camera crew more, <laughs> or the producers. We'll like we chat all the time, but the actual cast, not really, no. Yeah. Um wow. I think um I think Paget's pretty hot though. <laughs> From like yeah, my I mean we all know. I thought Paget was lovely, but I mean, yeah, I mean, really, I did my best with that. I remember when Chris came on board and like, even though obviously I had a bit of a thing for Paget, I remember making a point of giving Chris a chance when we went out on that day because I just really needed to, you know, it'd be nice to not have a, like a thing for your friend's boyfriend. So I really gave it a shot, but yeah, obviously I did think, I do think Paget's wonderful. Did you get a lot of like pushback online? like from people? Yeah, people would, I mean, the one thing you should not do is look at those Facebook groups. Jesus Christ, they tear you apart. I've yeah, that is like another level. But um, I would see yeah. stuff in the Facebook groups and the people would be going at it like, homewrecker, something, man stealer. Oh, what a whole this, that. Like, it's like really, it was really intense, but yeah, I mean, people fizzle down and they get over it. Like now I'm fine. But then obviously when the shows are airing, you'll just get, you'll get like a hundred of those a day. Most of it was just people on the Facebook groups that love, love to like discuss. They weren't like going at me directly, mm-hmm. but I mean, you get curious and you go and look what everyone's saying. And then you're like, shit, I should not have looked. Like, you'd be terrible about it. But like co- direct comments, not so much. They were just like really, really troll in the groups and stuff. So I decided to just unfollow all of them and then not see it. Makes you think, like, all these people who, because Sierra said that people were telling her to, like, kill herself and drink bleach and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, before there was social media, what were these people, like, uh, you know, expending that energy on? Like, what were they doing with that energy that they were... I know, it's, it's terrifying. I think it's just because there's so much safety and there's no consequence in it and you're able to just hide your identity. I've seen like, surely you're tearing people apart and you're fixating on these people that you don't know because yeah. you know, you're just, you're negative or you don't, you know, you're unhappy. I can't imagine, I can't imagine the amount of like, I don't know, like negativity you've got to have inside you to throw that stuff out there. Like I make a point of not even saying that I like hate someone. To me, that's strong. Like yeah. that would be a fuck, that would be a huge fuck up if I said something like that emotive and hectic. 
And then you get people like Jesus, Jenna was ripped, getting ripped apart, like from physical attributes to like, you know, stuff you can't control to just like people making like very intense threats about a family and this and that. It's like, I don't know how people can put that out there and then go to sleep and be like, yeah, I had a good day. This is, I don't regret <laughs> any of that, you know, really. I mean, one of the biggest reasons I got into fitness and losing weight was like, there was this one post. I think they like screenshotted a video, like a video of me in a bikini. I was wiping down a table. They like zoomed in on my cellulite. They're talking about how I was disgusting for wearing a thong and I was too fat to be wearing this, that, the next thing and this whole thing. And people started going for my look so much. I was like, Jesus, okay, I gotta lose some weight here. Like that was like a big, that was one of my big moments. And I was like, okay, to the gym. <laughs> it gets you. I mean, as much as you can laugh it off now, it gets you. Yeah. Really. Oh, for sure. And I, I have to say like your like gym journey, like I remember seeing that like your your photo for the first time and I was like whoa mm. you look incredible yeah I mean it was definitely a lot down to COVID I mean like if you're not out and partying and like you know whatever that's already how many like that's already dodging so many calories but I think when I got into lockdown I had to make a decision and then also just like yeah of, after seeing myself on the episodes and stuff I was like these are this is not something I want to keep doing and I don't want to keep living like this and feeling tired and partying so much so I really calmed it down and I'm like way happier now, but I'd never even been to a gym really before lockdown. And now it's like, I can't go a day without doing it. You know, it's incredible how now it's suddenly become like a part of me, but I mean, yeah, I'm very happy, but I'm very surprised that I even went on it. So I guess I can kind of like say thanks to the trolls a bit for getting me, getting me on the treadmill, but yeah, I'm just, I'm happy to pull it off and I'm maintaining now that I'm back and able to like go out and drink and party again so we're good it's well, <laughs> kind of been a journey I think you looked great before and after so you know <laughs> fuck most people. <laughs> so. yeah yeah also the lighting on the, in the tv show is not great especially when you see yourself sitting in the camera when your head and stuff's done up then you see you actually working on the boat and it's <laughs> really terrifying oh <laughs> uh-huh. Um, okay, so uh, do you want to finish it off with, with my games? Oh, yeah, cool. Okay. Do you want to play Two Truths and a Lie? I am ready. Okay. Do you want to go first? Okay, so I'm going to, so I'm saying them no particular order. You're going to guess the lie, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's see how I'm going to do this. Are you prepared? <laughs> I wrote them down. I get nervous and I always forget. I literally have bullet points. <laughs> oh, I love it. Out the back. Okay, so number one, Ciara and I have had a pillow fight in our lingerie. Number two, I have an OnlyFans account. And number three, myself and some of the other crew members have been, like, have been hosted by TV show guests, the frat boys. They're like took us on the biggest party of our lives and we actually all love them very, very much. I'm gonna have to say that it's the, the um, OnlyFans. I feel like I would know if you had an OnlyFans. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> I wanted to put something else spicier in there, but I was like, let's see if people would actually think if I had an account right now. <laughs> I mean, that was good though, that was good. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, Ciara and I had lots of fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, there, now you can put the photos from you and Sierra in the pillow fight onto your OnlyFans and you're set, right? Oh my goodness, that's actually genius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But our hands were full. We couldn't take any pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Um, okay, so are you going to give me yours? Yeah. So one is I have a dog and her name is Judge Judy. And <laughs> I really two, hope that's not a lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, two is um, I'm a certified counselor. And three is I am proficient in Excel. Please tell me it's three. I like the other two too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's number two, actually. Really? Yeah. I would, like, I would have totally believed it. Really? Oh, I went yeah, to Yeah, you got like an EQ. Short. I would have expected that, actually. <laughs> well, either way. Well, I did Turns out you don't need to study. You seem to just have the, the aptitude. Yeah, for sure. I actually made those all up right now, too. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. That's not fair. I sat for like 10 minutes trying to think of mine. I wanted them to be saucy, but then I was like, what if he spices them and pretends that some of these are true? <laughs> he moves them around in the podcast. We're going to get into trouble again. <laughs> That's so funny. You have like a reality TV brain. Oh, yeah. We've been PR trained. We've got to make sure. That. <laughs> um, okay. So the last game that we have is which one liner did Captain Lee? not say okay okay so you could have actually googled this beforehand so i'm just gonna think think that you didn't no i definitely didn't but i mean all of, everything he says is so outlandish to be honest i'm probably not gonna be able to tell <laughs> okay um i would rather drag my dick through 10 miles of broken whiskey bottles than have to have those assholes on my boat again that's number one. <laughs> <laughs> Very descriptive okay. he is. Very good with his words. Um, number two is don't piss down my leg and tell me it's fucking raining. And number three is I'm madder than a pissed on chicken. Okay. Just, this is just a technicality, but I really don't think you would say penis on TV. Surely number one's a lie. It's actually number two, the piss down my leg. Really? He actually said the piss. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's act. I really would never have. Oh, even thinking about that, like visually, that's such an intense thing to say. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Obviously, I wonder... he has to keep getting more and more controversial. <laughs> right? I always picture him like sitting on a rocking chair on his days off, just like writing in a notebook. <laughs> you know? <laughs> This, I mean, it's, yeah, that's quite a talent if you can imagine that on the spot. But some people just have it. Others, we write them, we write our shit down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Okay, so do you want to do the exit now? Well, what was I supposed to do for the exit? Um, just like, oh, we're just going to be like, uh, like the same as the enter. I'm just going to be like, thank you for coming on. You can follow us on Instagram. Oh, good. I thought I was supposed to prepare something. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to Pop Off with James. This is season two, episode three. 
Thank you very much, Georgia, for coming on. I can't believe this is now my second sailing yacht, third sailing yacht uh, crew member on my show. First it was Danny and then um, Sierra and now you. Oh, well, I'm in the top three. That's good. There you go. <laughs> no, thank you so much. I'm, it was really, really nice to actually dust it off and do all the below deck stuff again. I'm always just watching on your pages from the sidelines, so it's nice to be part of it all over again. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm keen to see the episode, yeah. Yeah. So where can we find your music if someone wants to check it right. out? So I'm still working on my current, like, my new releases. Those will only probably come out, like, probably beginning of next year. So, I mean, for now, it's just lingerie pictures on Instagram. I don't even use my Twitter. Instagram is where you're going to have to just stay tuned. And what's your Instagram at? All right. I'm still 07 Georgia Rose. I left Hrobla off because it's not exactly the <laughs> easiest. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And you can follow me on Instagram at Pop Off Jeans, at Blow Deck Above Average, at It's James Pike. You can watch the video version on YouTube at Pop Off with James or listen to this anywhere you get your podcasts. Now that that was a mouthful. <laughs> I know, right? I always feel so fake when I do it. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we managed to squeeze this in before load shedding as well. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, and I'll chat to you on Instagram. Yeah. Nice to meet you. You too. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to episode three of Pop Off with James with Georgia Rose. Please follow us on Instagram at it's James Pike at Pop Off with James and at Below Deck Above Average. You can watch the video version on YouTube at Pop Off with James. And please give me a good rating and 